Hey mamas, it's me, Cat B. Welcome to the Days Are Long podcast. I'm so glad you're here with us today. Come join us for some real talk about motherhood. We are here to collaborate, commiserate, hopefully cheer you up and cheer you on. Uh, we're basically here for all of it. So let's dive in. Hi, friends. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So great to have you here. I uh, hope you are having a good week. I'm having a pretty good week. I hope your week, I hope your week is about to get better when you listen to this episode about all things poop. Um, sit back, relax, get ready to laugh, get ready to hopefully maybe even like learn a tidbit or two of info, um, maybe to feel some communion with other moms who maybe have been dealing with some of the same poop or butt issues that you have. Um, you may wonder why we're doing a, a episode on poop, especially right off the, right off the hop like this. And I really want this to be a space where um, we can and do talk about things that aren't necessarily getting talked about other places, or at least in the mainstream media. Um, there's so, so, so many things that you don't know about motherhood, <laughs> about what your what your body is about to go through. Um, and shedding some light on that, opening up those conversations and making them a little less taboo um, and, and places where we can connect and relate to each other and realize that we are actually all going through a lot of the same stuff. I hope that's what, I hope that's what this episode will, will do for you. Um, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be some potty humor, some dirty talk, all of those things. Basically we're going to be fitting in as many poo potty jokes as possible. So apologies in advance <laughs> for the bad jokes. <laughs> Um, enjoy. This is me and me and my friend Maya talking about all things poop. Okay. Hey, Maya. Hi, Kat. Maya G is here with me today. We're talking about poop. <laughs> all things poop. All things poop. Mama poop. Baby poop. Brown poop. Brown poop. <laughs> Green poop. Painful poop. <laughs> Painful poop. <laughs> nice poop. <laughs> oh. The whole rainbow and spectrum. Oh, a rainbow. Poops. A rainbow. And um, yeah, because because it, it matters. Because like I don't know, did you ever think this much about your poop before you became a mom? I mean, probably more than some people. Okay, I've always I think you know probably goes hand in hand that like I've my whole life had sort of on and off poop issues, and then it was like hugely escalated from pregnancy and and childbirth and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the only other time I've joked about talking this much about poop is like traveling, you know, like when you're in a hostel and stuff, people are like, whoever thought you'd talk about poop with complete strangers, but it's like <laughs> such an issue when you're traveling. Yeah. And for me, that became the same when I got pregnant and from there till now for the past three years, it's been much more of an issue than, than normal like, life. You got like three years worth of like poop stories. Oh man. Yeah. On us. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, here we go. All things poop. Okay, so um, you're the you're the not official not official expert on poop. I'm gonna say you're basically you're the person I know who knows the most about poop. Excellent. Who like doesn't have a medical degree. Cool. That's just you know 
pretty pretty high praise. Yeah, and I think you've got like, not where your... I was hoping to be at forty, but you know, <laughs> still pretty cool. Hashtag pretty cool life goals. Yeah, you've got to be the best Ooh. known for something, right? Why am I shitty? My shitty friend. shittiest friend. Oh, oh. Okay, but first, tell everyone what the we're at your house. Tell us what the wi-fi password is oh the wi-fi password is stay regularly um, <laughs> because this is how focused my is. this is how focused we are on poop around here <laughs> we are gonna stay regular and help you stay regular Mona's. yeah yeah because it's much nicer it's much nicer poopy is like it is hard it's a hard like it's a and you want it to be soft and you want it to be soft. <laughs> it's hard and like i feel like it starts like okay so you're you're did your so your poop issues besides the ones you had pre-pregnancy, like what happened during pregnancy for you? Well, I think, you know, for a lot of people, you get constipated more easily when you're, when you're pregnant, that's just sort of common knowledge. And obviously luckily doesn't happen to everybody, but that one's pretty common across the board, especially if people start taking iron pills and all those kind of things makes it even, even worse. Um, so that was one that started happening for me was that my, I'm more susceptible anyways to get constipated. And then it was just like, I had no hope once I was, once I was pregnant, I would try all the things and every once in a while I'd still get sort of really badly backed up. And then the other thing that I had, actually, it wasn't a lot of people, it's the first time that they ever experienced it. For me, it wasn't, but it was a whole new level, which was hemorrhoids. Mm -hmm. And that was something that a lot of people later said to me, like, oh my God, people never talk about the hemorrhoids. Um, we had a whole yoga class of new moms sitting around and people just being so grateful that someone brought it up because they had never spoken about it. And it was like one of the hardest parts of pregnancy for them. So for me, it was definitely the case. Like in my first pregnancy, they got pretty out of control. Like, and that's the thing. It's one of these things. I feel like there's so, so many of these things in motherhood that like no one tells you about this. Like nobody no one fucking warns you. Nobody, like you have no idea that it's going to be such a thing that it's going to like feature so prominently in your. Yeah, exactly. And especially something about that. Like people are so nervous to talk about yeah. anything to do with your butt or your yeah. anus or pooping or anything like that. You know, people like don't poop in public. They don't poop at work. They yeah. like hide if they're buying like hemorrhoid cream. It somehow has the stigma to it, even though it's something that every single human, like yeah. you try and pretend you don't do it, but everyone knows you do it because if you didn't do it, you would die. <laughs> so if you're alive and you're walking around, probably you poop <laughs> and if you're feeling good about life you probably are doing it like once a day yeah, so exactly it's like, it's not like it's undone. almost everyone you see you're like oh you probably pooped or you're gonna poop later <laughs> that would be a fun to walk down the street and be like you've you already pooped. pooped you pooped. you haven't pooped yet clearly <laughs> you look like you need to poop <laughs> right uh, okay save oh. that one save that one for a fun game rainy day play later rainy yeah. day activities um so I think that's great because I think it's important to talk about these things that, yeah, that don't get talked about or that like, and, and because, so I, this didn't feature like in my pregnancy, like I didn't have. Lucky you. We can but, still be friends. But issues. But... <laughs> we can still be friends, but. But. Oh, there it is. Uh, um, <laughs> um, but I think it's good to know, but I think it's good to know and good to talk about because, because a lot of people do like, yeah. and there's stuff that I had that. I'm sure other people didn't For encounter, sure. but yeah. like this the, is a thing that many people, many the list, do encounter. Oh no, the giant book is gone from here, but uh, the list of potential pregnancy side effects is insane. Yeah. And at one point I had the list of about 11 items mm. and they could have been 11 different items for someone else. But this is definitely one that a lot of people that I talked to were then 
saying, oh my gosh, me too. Yeah. I had that, I had that. And they had never talked about it right. because they're more shy. They're more reserved. And I'm not really shy about that kind of thing. And I think that it should be like pretty openly talked about because exactly this, like every time I've talked about it to people, usually the response is like, oh my God, I feel so much better that it's happening to other people or to, you know, I'm yeah. not that kind of, I'm not alone feeling like misery yeah. loves company, I guess, or just, just knowing that it's normal, like so normal. Yeah. Um, I talked to my doctor at the end of the first pregnancy and I was asking, like, I was just like, this is insane. Like I had a gigantic hemorrhoid at that point. I named it thrombo because I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's thrombost. I researched on the internet and I was like, I think it's thrombost, but who knows if it is or not. It's you giant... researching things on the internet. What? <laughs> you researching things on the I internet. I don't normally actually, because I'm kind of a hypochondriac. So usually with stuff to do with medical things, I'm like, no, don't, don't do Google, it. don't Google. But that one, I was like, look, you know, looking up every single freaking home remedy and non-home remedy that existed. And yeah, so I came across this term thrombos and I named this gigantic hemorrhoid thrombo and I openly talked about thrombo to all my friends and I was asking my doctor about it and like, what can I even do? And she was like, honestly, like I can give you this cream in these suppositories and that will maybe help keep it at bay until birth, but don't expect it to, to sh don't expect it to shrink before birth. Can we go back one step and just describe, so like what, just because I think it's important to get into some of the technical terms, like, so hemorrhoid is, what, like, what is a hemorrhoid? Like, besides, oh. I just think of it as like something painful in your butt, but I don't really know what. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would have to, I'd have to go Google because there's different, like my understanding of it, and probably I'm wrong, which is embarrassing in a podcast, but is that almost like the veins in that area, mm -hmm. like get pushed like out of place and sometimes get pushed like externally mm -hmm. um or maybe they even just get like inflamed because i know you can have internal or external hemorrhoids okay and they can bleed or not bleed okay. they can hurt or not hurt okay. they can protrude out or not protrude out okay so i think when people often think of a hemorrhoid they think of something like sticking out of your butt mm -hmm. that hurts mm -hmm. um and for me that was usually the case it was something actually protruding i've never known of an internal one that's hurt and I rarely had any kind of bleeding or anything like that from them. But sometimes people have like bleeding and no pain. And that's from an internal hemorrhoid. Oh, okay. Um, external one usually is that fact that that kind of veiny thing yeah. has actually like come out a little bit. And even if it's only a tiny bit, like it hurts. Yeah, like it's going to be so it. much. Yeah. Like unbelievably much. Um, and it can hurt different degrees. So there can be like hemorrhoids where it's like, oh, that kind of hurts. Yeah. And then there's like, I cannot. Yeah. function i cannot sit down like this yeah. is so horrible like is that when you pull up the little like round pillow like, yeah but it doesn't yeah you know that's what it's for but yeah it doesn't help enough you know yeah. it's and honestly like even with hemorrhoids like there would be maybe some relief from like lying down or lying on your side but it wasn't like oh now it's fine like mm. the pain was just kind of there mm -hmm. not just from sitting on it right. that just made it like that much worse. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like worse. But it would hurt walking around, standing up, like sure, any kind of pressure as well as adding to it, that kind of thing. So like for me, like even sits baths, they're like have sits baths, but like that didn't work for me because I was still sitting in like a toileting kind of downward pressure oh, position okay. and that made everything way worse. So for me, I would do my sits baths like in the bathtub okay. with the Epsom salts and the witch hazel or whatever. Yeah. 
like leaned way back so that the pressure was kind of off of my anus and off of that area and yeah. rectum and yeah so you're just basically like horizontal as much as you can be yeah slash so you learn like any i mean it's not chronic pain like how some people have but when it's ongoing you kind of like anyone with a chronic pain you start to just adapt and live with it out. yeah 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 we'll talk about the anal fissure later but oh, that yeah. one was not so able to just walk around and, and yeah. live with the pain but hemorrhoids even when they were really even with thrombo i could still be out and about talking to my friends about thrombo okay <laughs> <laughs> and the, to finish the thought from before one of the mm-hmm. things i was going to say about that was that my doctor actually said that like it's so common from pregnancy and especially from birth for people to get hemorrhoids so some people don't get them at all during pregnancy mm-hmm. and then after birth and pushing right. suddenly oh did not know that this could be a side effect. And so my doctor said that they won't even, so surgery is one of the things that mm. you can get for hemorrhoids because okay. hemorrhoids never go away. Once you have one, oh no, it's there. It doesn't mean it's always hurting. It doesn't mean it's always but causing it's always you problems, there. but it's not like it can like heal and go away completely. It's like lurking in the background. It's somewhere in the back. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, so people can get surgery for it, but they'll, my doctor said like, they'll really only give surgery or consider it as an option if you've had like you know long-term chronic hemorrhoids without an explanation oh but birth is considered an explanation for like two years following birth so like she said you know that's not even on the table oh for like two years past kind of your Don't even birth get started. right like <laughs> but so it's okay if it hurts like hell because you had a baby not because you had a baby but just because like it's so common that that's what yeah. the explanation is. So they're okay. not like, oh, we don't understand why you have hemorrhoids. Like we have to. And so I guess surgeries. they just assume they'll like subside. Exactly. Like okay. that they are going to, okay. you know, down the road, if they're still causing you problems and stuff two years later okay. after birth, like, but it's just that birth is so hard on your yeah. rectum and your anus, like that it um, is considered like, oh yeah, no, that's still the cause of your hemorrhoids. Well, that birth a year and a half ago. Birth, oh my gosh. <laughs> And like, I wonder, and I don't know if either of us are qualified enough to speak much on this topic, but like the whole, like the whole advice that people get in the delivery room of like push, like you're pooping, like that can't help. Yeah. Um, Because a lot of people are told to like bear down, push like you're pooping, hold your breath. And like, you're putting that much extra pressure. Obviously there's a lot of pressure anyways. anyways, Yeah. I don't think there's any way around it. Um, and, and like you said, like it didn't happen to you. It doesn't happen to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not something for people to just be fearful of. It's mm-hmm. something to just be aware of that it it could be something. It could be part of the postpartum healing journey. But mm-hmm. I yeah, it's interesting with the pushing piece because for me, like I had, you know, I've now had two babies. Mm-hmm. And in the two years between the two babies, the research changed. So mm-hmm. I worked with the same pelvic floor physiotherapist the whole time. And pelvic floor physiotherapists work with like your pelvic floor, the whole pelvic floor. So they work with like, you know, vaginally, but also like a lot of work with like your rectum and, and your glutes and the, the whole right. thing is your right. pelvic like floor. Whole, yeah. And so they actually can help with this kind of stuff. So she was actually one of my go-tos for what to be drinking and eating and how to poop. Like she would like teach me how to poop. I bought the tushy stool because of her oh, yeah. okay. stuff like that. And she, the first time around was saying that, yeah, that bear down push really hard was like, no, 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 don't do that. Like you want to have open mouth pushing and more natural, like kind of like, ah, and like yeah, making like, sound. Flow, yeah. yeah she was saying to poo the same way. And um, it was super interesting because this time around 
she said, oh, the research has changed. They're actually not seeing any difference. Um, and I don't know if it was specifically with tearing or like the whole damage, like hmm. if it was including hemorrhoids and stuff in that, I don't know. Yeah. But she was saying the research had actually changed. That it, hmm. it was kind of equally okay. Hmm. It was like, basically your body knows what to do and however oh. you need to push yeah. is how but, you're going to push. Okay. So there is no right or wrong. And oh, I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. nice to know. Cause uh, to, yeah, cause right? I was like, I was so focused on like, Trying. I was pushing the right way. Right? Exactly. To not, not yeah. cause this problem for myself. Yeah. Not cause that problem for myself. So that was really Ugh. an interesting shift. That's, I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Good huh. to know. Okay. And I told her, I was like, yeah, well, now that I'm working with you a second time, I know that no matter what you tell me about the right or the wrong way, when it comes down to like birthing a baby, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be like, oh, wait, I need to actually do this. (laughs) Like you're in such a zone and you just do what your body body needs. Your body just does. Right. And it's so different every time too. So yeah, like this time I didn't have any worse hemorrhoids after birth because I barely had to push him. Like he just wanted to. just zoomed right out. He wanted to zoom right out. (laughs) He zoomed right out, right on your Right onto your bed. <laughs> right onto the bed. <laughs> With just his dad. <laughs> With just his dad. He's just dad to just catch him. He <laughs> didn't want to wait for anyone. Yeah, so exactly. Um, I can't wait to see how he is when he grows up. If he's just, if that's going to be his like personality, you know? Is yeah, that, like, my yeah. way or the highway. <laughs> yeah, like, here I come. Yeah, world. totally. Um, also, I think probably good to pause for a second there and just like emphasize the like value that a pelvic floor physio oh my can bring. Because yes. it's not, like, I don't think I ever thought about pelvic floor physio until like maybe one of my friends who'd had a baby before yeah, me mentioned it definitely did not know they existed right. nor did I really know I had a pelvic floor right like it's not something we yeah. get, you talk about or think no. about or learn about and I've done like so much yoga and everything like that and even like yoga like often the breathing that they guide yeah. you through is the opposite of oh. pelvic floor breathing so when I started working with her I was like wait what like oh, when I'm breathing like when I'm breathing in is when I'm relaxing everything. Whereas like I pictured like the exhale being where you relax your body, right? But with the pelvic floor, you relax on the inhale and you like expand everything like a balloon. And then when you breathe out is when you tighten that core and pull everything up. Yeah. And so that took me like a good year or so to kind of learn and perfect. And now I add that into my yoga and to my workouts. Yeah. Um, And different people train that way. Like I'm working with a Pilates trainer right now and and that's same style breathing okay. so it works really oh, well because it's all about rebuilding my core and rebuilding my yeah. pelvic floor and you know oh, that's really good all that know. kind of stuff and my pelvic floor physio writes her after i see her oh. and tells my trainer this is where she's strong this is where she's weak and she knows this from an internal exam and from yeah. watching me and doing exercises and so yeah. she can write to her and say focus on these Amazing. areas like, please remind her to release her rectum. <laughs> and she's like, um, <laughs> my trainer hasn't quite ever said the word, but she'd be like, yeah, like Lauren said, like, yeah. rel- relax your butt, <laughs> relax your butt. <laughs> Cause that's probably part of, for me, like when she assessed my pelvic floor was like, I hold a lot of tension in my glutes mm-hmm. and in the back of my pelvic floor. And I'm pretty good at releasing and strengthening the front and more vaginal area of the pelvic yeah. floor. And so it makes sense that some of the issues that I've had have been around, you know, I don't pee when I jump, yeah, but I've had all these butt issues and it's like, that's where I hold tension. And so in my workouts and yoga and stuff, it's like practicing over and over again, how to actually like relax that area, which will then change how I poop, whether I'm going to be more likely to get hemorrhoids, like all that kind of stuff. And you'd never, 
you know, you think that yeah. only food and water have to do, yeah. you know, and generally exercising obviously also yeah. has to do with constipation, but you wouldn't think that you could actually like, relax that area more or, or train those that muscles it's muscle. Yeah. Right. That was muscles yeah, very fascinating muscles. to me. Cool. Okay. Jeez. Everyone should have a pelvic floor physio. Basically. Yeah. That's the moral of that story. I would say so. Maya, I think we need to like <laughs> to really tap into your expertise here. Tell us, like, save the people, save the people. <laughs> like, tell us what, tell us the things that you've, because you've had two babies now. Yeah. Things worked as bad. Yeah, a second go around, which is great to hear. Yes, um, <laughs> but and and you learned like a bunch of things along the way. So like, I feel like for the benefit of all the like new or potential or whatever moms yeah okay yeah. Saying, like give us your nuggets listen. for sure yeah I was pretty nervous obviously yeah. um in general pregnancy was hard for me birth mm-hmm. was hard for me and postpartum was hard for me so I was definitely nervous going into it all a second time and one of the things I was the most nervous about was stuff to do with pooping and hemorrhoids and all of the butt pains and all that kind of stuff and one of the worst things that happened to me after baby number one was called an anal fissure and I started to just I think a few weeks after I could tell you exactly when it was because I remember like being like, Oh, that was not a good poop. And it was just like a poop that for whatever reason was just wide. Like it was just wide. I don't know why it was obviously too much fiber. It was really bulky. Um, and it hurt to poop because it was so wide and I don't even think I was constipated or anything, but I was just like, Oh, and it almost felt like it kind of like, did something to my stitches like it was still like that early on I'd oh, had a second okay. degree tear but yeah. honestly the hemorrhoids after birth were so bad that I told you about thrombo mm-hmm. but I named it after birth the thrombo range oh. because there was literally a mountain range of ones that big <laughs> like like I said I'd had hemorrhoid like a hemorrhoid or something before yeah. this was like like I almost was like yelling it from the mountaintops because I was so in shock <laughs> that something like that could be so prominent so there like, yeah in my like i don't oh want to gosh. say gross because i'm trying to destigmatize it <laughs> yes. but honestly yes. i found it quite gross oh. i was just like oh my god anyways more than gross i found it very 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 painful so yeah. i could not sit out in the living room and visit with friends i couldn't sit up and nurse my baby i had to learn sideline nursing like instantaneously if i wanted to be able to breastfeed um i put a chair in my bedroom so that when visitors came they could sit there because i had to just lie on my bed So that was all happening from the hemorrhoids. And then they started to, you know, they did obviously start to subside. And I was using the cream and the suppositories and everything that was all prescription from my doctor, like way stronger than um, what you can buy over the counter. Yeah. So I was using that religiously. I was using the Perry spray bottle with witch hazel and Epsom salt type of stuff. I was having sits baths all the time, also with Epsom salts and witch hazel. Like you're just doing all I was doing all the things and it was helping. Like that Mm -hmm. was getting better. And then a few weeks... Oh, and I was, yeah, I didn't even notice that I had stitches that were healing. Like, Hmm. I was just like, vaginas are awesome. (laughs) Like, vaginas can literally birth a whole baby, tear a little bit, and be, like, fine and feel pretty good pretty darn fast. But your anus, like, is just nearby, (laughs) and it cannot handle, like, a baby going by. (laughs) Step up. Right? Come on, butt. (laughs) So I was starting to feel a little bit better. And then had this big poop and I was like, oh, did that kind of do something to my stitches? Or I didn't really know quite what had happened. Mm -hmm. But then after that, I kept having these like really new, crazy 
mm. pains in my butt. And it was like next level. And, and like just pains like all the time, like not when pooping, just even when like Right. So it wasn't while pooping. It was very confusing. And so that's why it took me a while to actually figure out what it was. Because mm-hmm. at first I just was like, oh, it's hemorrhoids. Mm-hmm. But it was different because hemorrhoids were like a 24 hour a day type of a pain. You know, when one was out or one was flared up, it just hurt all the time until it like, you know, five days, 10 days or whatever, till it, okay. they started to shrink, retreat, okay. all those things. Sometimes there'd be itchiness near the end of that, whatever. But this was different. It would be like excruciatingly painful for like eight hours and then just boom, stop. I'm fine for the evening. I was like, what is this? And then it would be fine, fine, fine until I pooped. I would poop. It wouldn't necessarily be painful or big or anything. Um, and then, you know, I'd be like, okay. And then a few hours later, suddenly this pain and then like literally incapacitated, like lying in bed crying. And like, so no, like no real way to predict. Well, finally I realized there was a way to predict. It was basically a few hours after every poop that would reopen or re tear. I don't know, do something to that little fissure. And then I learned about anal fissures is that like, you're not just like having this tiny cut that's hurting for whatever reason, that tiny cut is like spasming all of those like kind of muscles. Oh, which is why the like sudden stop and start. Exactly. So it's like essentially a really epically bad rear pelvic floor (laughs) muscle spasm. Google it because I am not a scientist and I don't remember those kind of details. I remember the home remedies that work and I remember the experience of it. (laughs) Yeah, the experience of it. But at the time I read it and was like, okay, this is what it is. But I could not find anything to do like that would actually or that was helping and so i would dread pooping not because the poop itself hurt so much although some people with anal fissures it's i've read it described as like pooping glass and stuff so i think it can be really painful when you actually go to the washroom but that was not always the case for me i'd have totally normal poops like i spent so much time like researching learning and making sure i was having like enough water mm-hmm. and uh, enough fiber and so mm-hmm. i got like textbook poops <laughs> they were like perfect size shape form everything and it was not doing anything huh. it was like just re re doing it every time so i'm pretty sure that it was like a good six weeks that this was happening Jeez. and in that time i had to make plans after I pooped because I didn't know right. I, I could then calculate. So like I knew that it would be kind of a few hours after the poop, roughly about eight hours of pain. And then it would be like, fine, like a hundred percent fine. Jeez. And so if I pooped first thing in the morning, I'd be like, crap, like <laughs> crap. <laughs> I'm kind of going to be out for the day. I can make plans for the evening. Uh, or if I went poop at 1am or something, because it was a little bit all over the map at that time. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, I'm good for tomorrow. Like, great. I can do plans tomorrow. I'm going to sleep through the pain. Yeah. Um, So it was a really crazy time. On top of, like, not sleeping. Well, yeah, exactly. Just, like, like, this all the other (laughs) stuff that you're all Postpartum, first baby. Like, hormones. Yeah. And it was summer. Like, I was so excited to have a baby in summer and to be out and about and doing stuff. And I would literally just, like, lie and look at blue sky from my bed day after day. Um. And yeah, I had a lot of different issues postpartum, but probably the anal fissure was high up there mm-hmm. as one of the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was so frustrated that I couldn't, just felt like it restarted every day. Yeah. Um, You're just kind of at its mercy. Right? And so anyways, I, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess it was like at my first appointment, like with my family doctor and I told her all my things and that was a big one. 
And, you know, I said, like, I've literally been, like, searching the internet for, like, how do I make my poops skinnier? Mm. Like, how do I make them softer? Mm -hmm. But not too soft because diarrhea can cause and aggravate anal fissures. So you don't want it to go walk that line. You yeah, gotta walk that you line. gotta walk the line. But I was like, I've made them perfect. They are perfect textbook poops, but they need to be really skinny because it's obviously causing this problem. And she was like, she knew right away. She said, Oh, there's something called laxidae or Restorolax, I think is another name for it. Um, and I don't know the scientific name. And this of is like the, the little powdery stuff. It's powder, like yeah. It dissolves and then there's like no taste, no yeah. flavor, no texture, no anything. Um, and that's literally what it does is it like adds liquid to the poop. And I was like, what? This is what I have been searching for. Which is also so hilarious slash infuriating because like they told me about laxidae like at one of my first appointments, like maybe even in the hospital and like there's just so much inconsistency. I know. I don't know why you with like the butt problems didn't find out about this until like way late. Yeah, exactly. And I saw it in, on a friend's counter the other day and I think she was given it because of like a third or fourth degree tear. Oh, and so yeah. right away it was like, you have to be taking laxatives, but like I was given, I think stool softeners. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not the same. As soon as I started taking that, I never had a fissure again until after my second baby. Okay. And so it was... Oh, no. So you have had a fissure? Yes, but okay. I... I So, yeah. So this time... So I never stopped taking laxidae. Okay. <laughs> I took it. It resolved the problem. I did a couple times go off it for like a month or so here or there. Just mm-hmm. like once things were way more on track. And I'd been working with the pelvic floor physio a lot. And... Yeah, making sure I was like taking magnesium, which is another thing mm-hmm. that can kind of keep your your poops regular and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, when I got pregnant again, I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, now this time around, I know that I'll probably have similar ailments because right. I'm just naturally susceptible to those kind of things. And so I want to make sure that I'm sort of more on top of it. I don't want a thrombo. I don't want a thrombo range and I don't want a six week fissure. <laughs> mm. And no. so obviously I kept taking laxidae yeah. and my doctor had said, take it once a day. And if anything's getting at all backed yeah. up, like take it twice a day okay. and take the magnesium. Okay. Like, um, so I was trying all of those, all of those things and was pretty on top of it. Like there was probably only a few times, like somehow, even despite all of that, I did still pregnancy was strong enough that I still managed to get randomly constipated a handful of times. Mm -hmm. And it was unbelievably nasty, Mm -hmm. but luckily it didn't cause um, a fissure. I think a lot of, I could be wrong, but I think a lot of the cause of the fissure comes from nursing because they're so dry like you don't realize oh. that it's actually like because that's what my pelvic floor physio said it said huh. it makes that area way more dry oh. so this time she's actually suggested um an anal suppository okay. once a week i think and okay. it's actually one that they use vaginally usually to sort of oh. lubricate and moisturize yeah and now they're starting to recommend it rectally for people huh. that are breastfeeding because your whole oh, anal canal dry gets dry so because i'm stuff no one ever i ever, know. ever talks about like, i only I, just learned the first time I've that ever... and they've only just learned that they've wow. only just started only just started prescribing that, that. For... exactly okay um so yeah so this time like i said i had those big constipation like one or you know two or three times in pregnancy luckily didn't cause a fissure usually did cause like a bit of hemorrhoid action but nothing too terrible mm-hmm. 
the worst thing this time around was probably like, again, sounds gross, but like near the end of pregnancy, it just felt like my butt was like falling out. Mm. Like it felt like there was like a tumor coming out of my butt. Mm -hmm. And luckily it didn't hurt that much. So it wasn't like a thrombo. It wasn't like a big hemorrhoid. It just felt like that whole area, like all the pressure from the baby was just like, Right, so you could like feel it, like you knew there was something. Yeah, like place. like every time I went pee, that yeah. downward pressure. Like afterwards, it felt like like I had to like sometimes check that there wasn't yeah. like a big turd <laughs> hanging out of my butt. Like it was literally like yeah. so gross. Like you think of that joke of like, was it Austin Powers? Like the turtle head poking out or something, <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't. There was no poo poking right. out of my bum. It was just it just feels like there's some crazy pressure, and then it would subside after a little while, or after I'd sit down for a bit, and and you know on I'd go. But like it was definitely one of the things that I would spaz about a bunch yeah. at the end of pregnancy when I was losing my mind. I was like, yeah. this is so uncomfortable. Like, yeah. And at that time, I honestly just pictured I couldn't picture it being gone. I thought that was just like there'd been so much damage. <laughs> to my yeah. anus that I was going to feel like that forever. I did not. So that was great. But well, that's also a really important thing I think to keep in mind. Cause like, I, I don't know about you, like a lot of the things, a lot of the hardest parts of like pregnancy and postpartum, I was like, guess this is my life now. Yeah. And it's really tough to like wrap your head, like even mm-hmm. if, and it isn't necessarily like exactly like brain tells you things and like the thoughts, this is like one of those examples of like, not all the thoughts you think are true. <laughs> no, totally. And like some things, you know, hundred percent birth and pregnancy changes you forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, most of the things that are your big ailments or pain or that kind of stuff is not your new mm-hmm. life or your mm-hmm. new normal. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So you're not like, yeah, yeah these things you're not stuck with. <laughs> yeah, <forever. laughs> exactly. And yeah, and so that was a very uncomfortable feeling, but it was notably better than than the first time around. Yeah. And sort of all those different things that I was doing, like taking the laxative pre- preemptively, really, really trying to drink a lot of water, taking magnesium, all those things were just keeping things more regular. Because essentially, if you get constipated, you're just more likely to cause those other things. Right. There's a certain level of pressure from the baby where, in a way, for some people, hemorrhoids are just not avoidable. They're not mm. caused by constipation and poop either. Mm. They're just caused from having so much heavy downward pressure. Just the way your like physiology yeah, exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. And obviously, then that's like pushing is yeah. a huge is a huge cause for a lot of people. So when they get them postpartum instead of during pregnancy, again, that's not avoidable from all of those kind of home remedies. So if you're um, out there and you're suffering with hemorrhoids <laughs> or fissures, it's not your fault and you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely not. Yeah. Good company. Yeah. This time, the sort of gem that I came across that was different was the use of coconut oil in a specific way. <laughs> and... So basically it was like lube up your butt before you go. So it was like, you feel like you have to poop, have some coconut oil. That's like specifically bathroom coconut oil, not just grab your jar from the kitchen. And this is like the, this is like fractionated coconut oil or is this going to be like the, in the jar, like the kind of scoop scoop out. Exactly. Like that white, the white from a jar. And so like you'd have in your kitchen, right? So I just took like a tiny little Tupperware, filled it with coconut oil from the kitchen, Mm -hmm. put it in the bathroom so Mm -hmm. that they weren't mixed. (laughs) And then right before I had to go, I would grab that and kind of, you put it like all around your anus and actually up inside as well. And then poop. 
So it kind of like lubes up the just like smoother, smoother yeah, exit. Just exactly. Smoother, and out. also it is an antiseptic, I think. Oh, okay. So it's doing more than just lubing it up. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, and then it said to basically put like a tablespoon of coconut oil into like as hot of a bath as you could handle mm. and a cup of Epsom salt mm. and then get straight into the bath like the mm. second that you finish pooping. So thank, oh. thankfully, I have a very, very supportive partner and he's also off work, which meant that during that time, like when I did get the fissure this time, I could say, sorry, like I have to go poo. I'm out of commission for the next half an hour. Like right. you have both like, kids. I gotta go you can up, bring me the little one. Yep. And then get bath. straight into a bath. And I have to sit in there. The suggestion was get it as hot as you can handle. Yeah. And then once it cools off, get out kind of thing and do that after every poop. And ideally have that bath more than once a day. I don't know if I ever managed to have it more than once a day, Yeah. but I only had the fissure for like two or three days. Okay. And it never got as bad as last time. Okay. And it hasn't come back. Knock Hooray. on wood. <laughs> See you later, Fisher. Right? So now I'm how how eight Ooh. weeks? I'm eight? eight weeks. Yeah, I think you're eight weeks. Well, well tomorrow is two months. Oh. Tomorrow's oh. my two-month birthday. Two-month birthday. Yeah. So two months in. And by this point, first postpartum experience, it had been six weeks of hell right uh, now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two months postpartum was a very bad time for me last time. <laughs> It's funny thinking back, huh? Like the, yeah, like where oh, you yeah. were. I think I got mastitis and pancreatitis the oh, same week fuck. from the gallstones. And that's a whole other that podcast. Was, but yeah, uh, the fissures were, that was at least like, I finally got rid of the fissures around then. Good. But this time now I'm looking at it like, oh, okay. Only two or three days of a pretty minor experience. Yeah. And that really did seem to, obviously I kept taking the laxidae and yeah. tried to find that balance between not letting it get too liquidy. Cause that can be a worry with the magnesium as well. Like if you take oh. too much, it can cause diarrhea, okay. which is why it's recommended kind of as a laxative or as a support oh. for that. But if you overdo it, it can cause diarrhea. And like I said before, that can actually aggravate or cause a fissure, which is so weird. Oh but my God. Yeah. Yeah. So this time it's been just, 10,000 times better. I could sit up and socialize with people and sit up and feed my baby from day one all the way through till now. So Hopefully good. I'm through the worst of it. And probably, huh? Like I still have to, obviously, I'm sure the whole time I'm nursing and probably the rest of my life, I do need to do all those other things. The internet always yeah. says I need to exercise regularly. Yeah. I need to drink for your walks. three <laughs> liters, like three liters of water was the recommended three amount for me. Liters. Yeah. Especially while nursing. Um, wow. just to keep oh, that yeah, hydration and Jeez. to be able to keep that, um, the bowel movements like wow. regular and, and liquidy and have enough, you know, fluids in there. So I don't. Yeah. That's <laughs> I, a lot. Three yeah. Days. When I was working and stuff, I would have my one liter water bottle and I just try and make sure to refill it yeah. enough times. But when I'm just at home, it takes, it's, yeah. I don't know, somehow it's harder to remember, but yeah. yeah, that water and then obviously lots of fruit and vegetables and fiber. Yeah. And yeah, that's an important thing for me I obviously don't I'm not a slave to it I still have my fair share of unhealthy food and enjoy other things as well but I do have to keep that in mind because for mm -hmm. me it's a lot more of a risk like mm -hmm. if I get constipated the mm -hmm. the repercussions can be a lot worse than for somebody else yeah yeah <laughs> you know I know that it's still like that doctor said two years postpartum two years it's still it's... damaged enough that it's considered the cause and right. so, so you're kind of in that risk zone right like, like for the next couple of years wow. and especially if you're nursing for 
you know, any or all of that. Because right, you've got, you got the dry anus. <laughs> the dry anus, <laughs> more likely to be dehydrated, more likely uh, to get constipated. Like, it's all tied together, uh, right? It's all connected. Perfect. So Poop storm. Okay. Poop <laughs> shitstorm. <laughs> shitstorm. Yeah. So. Huh, okay. So that's. Yeah. So but that's there something. you go. New, like, new tips for, like, yeah. coconut oil off the butt. Coconut off the butt and a tablespoon in the bath. And I don't even remember where I found that. But thank you so much to whoever. Yeah. It was someone else who like literally just tried so many things and yeah. researched it like crazy and was so upset and frustrated about it that they just tried everything and they were like, this is what worked for me. This they is what I did in the end. It's worth a go. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they might've had other things too, but that was all it took for me this time. Like I think That's I so <laughs> nipped it in the butt. Nipped oh, it's the oh. bud. It's not the butt. Oh my God. There's a hilarious meme that there's something like <laughs> where somebody it's somebody complaining about like somebody writing to them and getting that expression wrong. Oh. Or it's like good. Like they're writing and they're like, good thing we snipped it in the butt. <laughs> and they're like, not even snipped it in the bud. Snuff. Not even snipped it in the bud. It's nipped it in, in the, the bud. bud. Like so wrong. <laughs> and I almost just messed it up. <laughs> I was just trying to get one more, uh, one more butt, butt, butt pun in there. You know? <laughs> Um, why don't we break it there for now? Because I feel like we've like exhausted the mama poop. Yeah, that sounds good. Discussion. And then we'll come back with <laughs> number two. <laughs> baby, baby poop. Because we haven't talked at all. We haven't even about talked baby poop. about baby Like poop. we haven't even touched it. And that's, no. that's probably what most people thought they were going to get. Yeah. They turned this on today. Yeah, man. I would have really loved if my only postpartum poop <laughs> journey had to do with cute little yellow explosions. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> this has been the Days Are Long podcast. Thanks for joining us. We can't wait to, to see you, hear you, talk to you next time. Um, because the days are long, but the years are short, but don't forget the days are sometimes fucking long and, um, let's be here for each other. Um, we can get through this and enjoy it and, uh, have a great time doing it. So see you next time.